this thing that you're battling is for real. It's a pain that feels like it will never leave you. You're broken in places that you never knew existed. There's a storm-shattering emotion that is clouding your better judgment. The emotional baggage that you're now carrying is unlike anything else with the exception of maybe death. A death has happened, and that's what you're groaning and mourning over right now. There seems to be nowhere you can turn for relief. Thousands of people have been in this place, and it has never been easy. The burn and sting of infidelity is an ongoing burn that, at least in your mind, won't cease. But that's the question you must ask yourself. If this initial pain dissipates, is there room for reconciliation? Is the relationship really over? Or is it just a major hiccup that you must endure along the way? Can the relationship survive the already damaging, deep-seated, broken trust? Or is there light at the end of the tunnel? Stick around to the Relationship Therapy Podcast to find out if this is even possible. You've tuned into the Relationship Therapy Podcast with Tony Miller Sr., a podcast designed for couples who are married, couples who are dating, and have marriage in their future. We will guide you to the principles that will make your relationship better. Stick around. You might just learn something that will help your relationship last longer, grow stronger, and become healthier. Now, here's your host, Tony Miller Sr. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Tony Miller Sr., and welcome to another episode of the Relationship Therapy Podcast. We are excited that you're here with us. We've got some more exciting information for you. We have been dealing with a subject that so many people have to deal with, and we're just about to wind it down in this episode. So we have come to the end of the series called The Examination of Cheating. I truly believe that we have learned so much along the way in this series. In episode one of this series, we talked about the impact temptation has on cheating. I don't care what you say. Cheating does not happen without temptation first making an appearance in your mind, or in your sight. We must learn how to fight through the lure of temptation as we journey in our relationships. In episode two, we took a look into the reasons that people cheat. We discovered that there is a myriad of reasons given, but truly no valid reason to do so. There is no excuse to cheat. But then in episode three, we it brought us to the process that leads to infidelity. Some of you may not even realize that, but there is a process you go through before you even jump into infidelity. 
in this process people could possibly go through before making the decision to cheat. I, I believe that everyone that cheats is not seeking it, but many times falls prey by by way of the outside people who are operating and trying to draw you into cheating. That's not every case, but that's why we must be prayed up and be very careful. And then last week, we asked the question, can we avoid the temptation of cheating? We found out in this episode that there are ways that we can use to avoid cheating altogether. The truth of the matter is we must use them to protect our relationships. Again, I must say it is never the right decision to choose infidelity. However, if it happens, there are some steps that needs to be taken after the hurt individual has made their decision on the future. Please listen carefully to this episode as we investigate, can the relationship recover after infidelity? And if your answer is yes, then here are some ways to go about rekindling what was lost by the infidelity. Before I get into the meat of this episode, let me say this one more time. It's going to take some very hard work from both parties in order to recover what was lost. Are you ready to dig into the question, can the relationship recover after infidelity? I believe it can. Let's go. The first thing that must be done as you try to recover the relationship, the number one thing is the cheating must stop. Your cheating is what has gotten you in this situation in the first place. It makes too much sense for the cheating to stop. If you continue being unfaithful, you're sending your mate a very dangerous message. You're telling them that there is more involved with this person than just a physical affair. There's feeling there, there are emotions there that have been entangled, and you're signaling to your mate that the relationship is not that important to you. So again, the cheating must stop. I said it earlier, but I'm going to say it again. It is not going to be easy. It's going to take hard work to get the relationship from the tattered pieces it's currently in back into where it was before the infidelity. Both of you will have to do some work, but especially the one who cheated. Stopping the cheating slows the bleeding down just enough to help the offended person make a decision about the future of the relationship. This is going to take some time and plenty attention to details. Too often our thought process is that let's just get it over with. I've done it, I've cheated, let's just get over it and move forward. When infidelity happens in a relationship, it's almost like there has been an incision that occurred on that person. And it needs time to heal from the inside out. 
In order to start this process, you must cease the cheating immediately. The offender is instrumental in helping the healing process. When you realize what you've done, your mate needs to see that you're serious about recovering what you've broken. And they don't just want to hear words. They need action. Your words don't mean as much to them as they used to before you broke that trust. But now they need to see action. Positive action that is working toward their relationship. You're the one that messed up the relationship because of infidelity. You now must show your faithfulness to the relationship in helping build your trust back. And it all starts with you ending the cheating. So the cheating must stop. But then here's number two, as we talk about, can the relationship recover after infidelity? Number two is you must own your mistakes. Now is not the time to start pointing the blame at someone else. You're the guilty party. You're the one that went outside of your relationship and broke the trust of your mate. Own it. You did it. Own it. No excuses. No half-hearted apology, but a heartfelt breakdown of actually owning it. You definitely don't want to place them at the center of your infidelity. You don't want to have your mate looking at whether they're to blame or not. You can't do that. You can't rush them back to where it was before you made your mistake. It's there for you to own it. So you must do that. Oftentimes, when there are things that we must own, it makes us very uncomfortable. And I'm sure nobody likes feeling uncomfortable. However, I'm sure nobody likes the feeling of being cheated on either. So you must take in consideration how your mate feels right now. If you were to place yourself in their shoes, think about what they're going through because of what infidelity has done. Not possessing what you did gives them a hint of narcissistic tendency. It's like you're treating this whole ordeal as if it's nothing major. But it is major to them. You've broken their trust. So at this point, you have to own it. You were someone that they loved and you took their heart and stomped on it. Just because of infidelity. It's extremely difficult to bounce back over that. It may not take days. It may not even take months. It could take up to years in order for them to recover. But you'll never know all the damage you cause because you're not feeling it like them. See, when you feel what they feel, you'll understand what they need to hear. And one of the major things they need to hear is that you are owning what you did. People have often described this feeling of someone uh, stabbing them with the knife and then pulling the knife out and then to start stabbing them all over again. This happened 
because of infidelity. In the Bible, there's a story about how King David had made several mistakes and and even took someone's life. You know the story of David and Bathsheba, where he wanted Bathsheba, but Bathsheba was married, and, and because of their entanglement, Bathsheba ended up pregnant, and he didn't want that on his account, and he tried to get her husband involved, but he ended up having her husband killed during the war, and it took somebody to bring that to David's attention. And once he recognized the amount of damage that he had caused, guess what David did? He owned it and he asked God for mercy. He was seeking mercy from his God. And if you read in Psalm 51, you'll see that David totally owned it. Now it's your turn to own your mistake. So, so far we've talked about the cheating must stop. Number two, you must own your mistakes. But here is number three, apologize and recognize the hurt you cause. Anytime we do something to hurt people, let alone our significant other, it must be followed up with an apology. For some people, that's like pulling teeth. They don't see the error of their ways, even though it was them that caused the drama in that person's life. The apology seems to never come. That's why it's important to apologize with true sincerity and meaning. Let me explain. You're the one that brought the infidelity into the relationship. You're the one who is doing most of the suffering because you are genuinely hurt about what you did. But your mate is doing the major part of the suffering. Yeah, you're suffering some because you put this on your mate, but it's nothing like what they're going through. And in order to help them see that you're sincere in your apology, your apology should never be about you. Let's go deeper. You can't say, I'm sorry for hurting you. I'm sorry, but I'm hurting too. Or you can't say something like, I can see what I've done to you with this mistake. Or even saying, I feel so guilty for hurting you. This is only the I statements here. It's all about you. This is not sharing how they feel or helping them to get over their feelings. It's all about how you feel. How about helping extinguish their pain by understanding where they are in this process of healing? In other words, acknowledge what you've done, but also acknowledge the feelings they are experiencing. Remember, you're the cause of all of the pain, and it would be totally immature and unfeeling of you to try to rush them back to where you were before the infidelity in the first place. Like I stated earlier, this healing will take some time. Just the other day, I was watching some children playing with building blocks, and they were working together, building this uh, block building up, and they had enough sense to build a, a foundation to hold it up as high as they wanted to go. And by the time they got it to about 
about a foot and a half, about 18 inches high. They were sitting back marveling at what they had built until one of the mean kids knocked down their entire structure. This is what happens with you when you go into cheating. You and your mate had built up something. You had set a foundation and you were building upon building and, and it was growing. And then you jumped into infidelity. You knocked down what had been built. And now you can't expect to have that same feeling about a knockdown relationship as you did before. This is why your apology must be about their feelings and not about yours. This is why you must apologize while also recognizing the hurt that you caused. You're the culprit. You're guilty. You're the criminal. You're the one that cheated. You're the one that went outside of the relationship. And how you accomplish this feat of apologizing and recognizing that the hurt that you cause will go a long way and bring great value to recovery in the long run. So, so far we've heard the first three as we talk about can the relationship recover after infidelity? The first point we made was the cheating must stop. That's an absolute. It must stop. And then we said that you must own your mistakes. Thirdly, you must apologize and recognize the hurt that you caused. We've got two more for you. Number four, work on rebuilding the trust. I must be honest with you. This will be one of the hardest things that you ever do in your life and in your relationship. This type of building will have setbacks after setbacks until it finally is rebuilt. Most of the work falls on you. You heard that? Most of the work falls on you. It's not up to your mate to set the tone for rebuilding. No, it's actually a one-person job that will take so much patience on your part. Yes, you messed up and you should not have to pay for this for the rest of your life. However, what is the length of time it should be for the trust to come back and the relationship to be built back better? The offended mate thought they already had that trust and a sturdy relationship. Now that it has crumbled, do you expect them to bounce right back? They're carrying so much hurt and resentment around. They're not even all the way sure they want to go back into this relationship. They're unstable because of what you have done. The truth is, is that you're walking around with so much guilt inside of you that you want somebody to favor you and pay attention to you. But you're the culprit. I know you wish you could rewind the tape and make a different decision, but you can't. It's been done. And you are now only in control of one big thing. And that one big thing is helping to rebuild the relationship one block at a time. Just like I talked about the children building the blocks earlier. You must rebuild the relationship.
And as the saying goes, Rome wasn't built in a day. So your relationship wasn't built in a day. The trust factor in your relationship wasn't built in a day. So you must make sure that you take time to rebuild the trust. The thing about rebuilding trust is three major aspects of this relationship that you are rebuilding. Number one, you're rebuilding the trust that was lost. You shattered what it took a long time to build. It would take just as long to rebuild it, maybe even longer. And then number two, the second thing that second aspect in the relationship that you're rebuilding, you're trying to rebuild the intimacy. See, intimacy is when you and your mate are able to share your thoughts, feelings and ideas with one another without worrying about the consequences of that actual sharing. Now, that has ceased because they are not sure if you are all in for this relationship. If you're not all in for the relationship, how can they be intimate with you the way they used to be? And then the third thing that you're part of rebuilding, you're rebuilding communication in a relationship. And this is even harder to build because they're having a hard time believing the words that are coming out of your mouth. You have lied to them before. You could be lying to them now. I told you this was going to take some hard work in order to rebuild your relationship and to build trust. These three things are needed in a solid and strong relationship, and it's going to be difficult to get it back. Just know that if you're willing to do the work, there is a high probability that both of you working together can rebuild the relationship, but you both have to want it badly. And here's the final point I want to make as we're talking about, can you recover the relationship after infidelity? You have to be honest and transparent. You really have to be honest with yourself first. Let me repeat that again. You really have to be honest with yourself first. In order to maintain trust in your relationship, honesty has to be one of the first things on your agenda. Tell your mate the truth and nothing but the truth. If you are caught lying again, this will set off a reaction that will bring back the old memories of what you did in your infidelity. And what your mate will do, they will shut down the healing process and it all has to start over again. Now, during this time, you may feel like a child because they need to know the truth from you. Think about it this way. Do you want them to continue thinking you're dishonest and that you're sneaking around the truth? over possibly being exposed to your mate? That decision is one that you have to make. Not only is honesty important, but transparency as well. It can give them a comforting feeling to know and trust 
your significant other. Don't you want your significant other to have that feeling about you? Again, you have to make that choice. I believe that we expect some of the same things in relationship when it comes to what men expect and what women expect. And we both expect honesty and transparency. I trust my wife, Valerie, immensely, and she, and she trusts me. 99% of the time, we know where each other is at any given time of the day. We're not mates that are calling and asking, where are you? What are you doing? Who are you with? We trust one another. But that trust has been built over years, and we've been transparent with each other. Most of the time, we already know where we are because we've already discussed it. And transparency is at the center of our marriage relationship. Now, if you feel like that's too much for you and that's not what you want to do, that's great. Continue to be dishonest. Continue to not be transparent. And you're just going to lose the relationship that you have. But if you're wanting to build your relationship back, you have to be honest and transparent. Well, that's what I have for you in this episode as we finished up the series entitled The Examination of Cheating. We've covered so much. I hope it has been a blessing to you. I hope it's been enlightening to you and open your eyes to certain things. And you may even still have questions. And that's why I'm here. I'm here to help answer some of your questions. So I need your emails to continue. Hit me up at tmrelationshiptherapy at gmail.com so I can help bring some answers, bring some clarity for you. Well, I've got to go. But as always, remember, it takes two to make a relationship work. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Therapy Podcast with Tony Miller Sr. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. Tune in next time for more insight on how to make your relationship better. If you have any questions, please email us at TM Relationship Therapy at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, remember, it takes two to make the relationship work.